seriously popular. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's edition of It's All Coming Up. This is normally the point of the week where you get to listen to myself and Chris Sutton preview the weekend's Premier League action. Um, But this week we have a bit of a problem, or Chris has a problem. His Wi-Fi in deepest, darkest Norfolk is not playing ball with him today. So we've had to turf him out of this cosy little chat and welcome a substitute off the bench. I'm delighted to say we have Dominic King with us today, a more than able replacement. I think the only question will be, Dom, um, after this show, um, will be whether Chris actually gets his place back in the team. Absolutely no chance. <laughs> no chance. I like a bit of confidence. Now, look, um, the first game we're going to talk about is Wolves against Tottenham this weekend. But first of all, I want to look back, Dom. I want to look back to Monday night. Um, and I want to talk to you very, very briefly about Big Ange Postacoglu's high defensive line against Chelsea. Have you ever seen anything like that in your life? No, it was quite remarkable. Um, it was, uh, there were times when you, and I mean this with the greatest respect to him because I think he's been a, a, a breath of fresh air since he came in. But the sum of the defending you would see on a Sunday in a Sunday league game playing that high, it was that naive. I I couldn't I couldn't understand what was going on. I admired him. I had admired the bravery, but when you're losing a home to your rivals and you're in a sticky situation, then there's there's a time to be a bit uh, cuter, I think. Chris actually called me on Tuesday morning in a state of what I can only describe as high vexation. I, I've never heard him quite like that. He couldn't believe what he'd seen either. And as you and I both know, he's the biggest fan of Postacoglu out there. Somebody from Tottenham, meanwhile, or, let, or closely related to Tottenham, associated to Tottenham, called me on Monday night describing Postacoglu's tactics as suicide. Going into this weekend's game, do we think we have seen the first cracks in the Postacoglu coaching manual I love the fact that you use the word cracks because that's like you know your sort of glass half empty measure of life isn't it that's the t- exactly the, that's exactly the type of word you'd use cracks when he's been he's been manager of the month or he's been in the contention for manager of the month for the like, three of the months that he's been here he's been brilliant not talent cracks after one night mate mate Mate, you you just described it as Sunday league defending, and, and can I remind you they did lose four one at they home. They did, but you're not you're not you're not. Nobody expected Tottenham to be uh, in and around the top four or the top of the table um, going into November. He's been brilliant. It was like it was it was the type of game that can happen. We 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 play we, we watch a league. We're pri- we're privileged to watch a league where 
the crazy, the the unexpected can happen, and that was something that Monday night was about. I think I don't think I, I, I certainly wouldn't um, say there's any cracks in Ange Postecoglou's reign at the moment. I think I, you know what though, <clears throat> I think this is a very difficult game for Tottenham. I don't think Wolves are uh, uh, getting sort of I wouldn't say credit, but the respect that they, they, they deserve. They've actually only lost, lost once in the Premier League since the middle of September when they lost to Liverpool. Uh, and that defeat um, was at the weekend in the last minute against Sheffield United, um, courtesy of what I think everyone agrees was a very, very harsh penalty. He is doing, a, he's quietly doing a fine job though, isn't he, O'Neill? He, he you, know, you know what, there was, a, uh, there was a school of thought that he could have been manager of the year last year in the, in yeah, the Premier Bournemouth. League. Definitely. Um, the, the second that the, he he suffered was ridiculous. Um, what he did with them in terms of nobody gave... I, I remember watching them um, at Anfield when they got beaten 9-0. And I could have seen them getting beaten 9-0 many more times after that. Um, such was the sort of um, uncertainty around the squad in terms of the way Scott Parker had not been able to recruit. But Gary O'Neill was super impressive in terms a proper coach. That was a proper coaching season in terms of making players improve. Was a bit, I did the game at the Vitality Stadium in, in March and how organised they were that day the, um, when they beat Liverpool, I should, I should clarify. Um, that was a, a, a triumph for his um, ability as a manager, um, getting improvement from players. And for the life of me, I don't understand what Bournemouth did. In, in, in getting shut of them, but their mistake has definitely been um, to Wolves' benefit. And I don't for one minute think that Wolves will be getting relegated this year at all. And I think he will, they, they will be comfortably around mid-table with him. I really do. Given Bournemouth's position, you do also don't wonder whether they look at that decision to sack, to sack him uh, and wonder whether it was the right one. Now, um, before we move on, Dom, I do want to quickly hear play a little clip from Ange Postecoglou's post-match press conference after the Chelsea game, because he talked in very, very clear and understandable and relatable terms about the ongoing issues that English football has with VAR and its treatment of referees. Premier League managers should just manage their football clubs. I've never, and I never will, talk to a referee about the rules of the game. I was taught that you grow up and you respect the officials. I think it's so hard for a referee to officiate these days. Their, their authority is just constantly getting diminished. Remember, it used to be the benefit of the doubt. Do we all remember that? We all lived with it. The game didn't collapse. I'm like an old man shouting at the clouds, mate. And, you know, I'll, I'll, get, I'll, I'll cop it for that, but uh, that's, that's who I am. Well, I'll tell you what, Dom, he might, he might think he's an old man shouting at the clouds, but he's also an old man who's talking an awful lot of sense. Now, I don't want to get deep into VAR again today. I'll just say one thing is that at the moment, I do not know a single person in my social circle, in my professional circle, who would have VAR. Every single person I know now would, would bin it tomorrow. Do you know what? Listening to that from Ange Postecoglou again, um, my, my admiration goes up for him even more because... That's exactly what I, I think everybody's thinking. And it's, it's, it's awfully sad that he says it's a bygone era because the bygone era that we remember was, was football that made you dream and fall in love with. And you, you, yes, there'd be bad decisions that you'd, and you'd debate them for a bit, but this is just, this is ridiculous what we're going through now. I actually don't understand the rules of football anymore. But the, I mean, if I can just say quickly, 
the penalties that went on in the Manchester United and Copenhagen game. I've I've got no idea what football is anymore. I really don't. Arsenal at home to Burnley on, on Saturday. We know the fuss um, around the Arsenal Newcastle game last weekend. Mikel Arteta's behaviour and his comments, the, the the statement that followed from Arsenal. Arteta said that he's not going to take a step back on this issue, and I, and I believe him. That's unfortunate, but also predictable. I think what everybody needs, what football needs on Saturday, is a very quiet, uneventful game at the Emirates because if we don't get one this subject is not going to go away I don't think it's just the Emirates I think we need a quiet weekend full stop because it's it's, it's becoming boring but I thought Mikel I thought Mikel Arteta's behaviour last week was appalling and I thought I thought the I thought the the letter on the on the Sunday was risible and I've seen people trying to compare the Liverpool situation at Tottenham with the Arsenal situation at Newcastle. It's like comparing apples and oranges. It's 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 totally wrong to 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 say the sort of in the same vicinity. It, that wasn't the case at all. Hold that thought. We'll be back right after this. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Now, the game of the weekend on paper is uh, Man City's visit to Chelsea on uh, Sunday. Um, Chelsea go there finally having beaten what you would call a properly big team for the first time in the Premier League since January 2022. Uh, They did it against a nine-man team in Tottenham, but they did it all the same. Nicholas Jackson scored a hat-trick to Chelsea striker. He's got a hat-trick at Tottenham. Without being too unkind, I have to say that was probably the worst Premier League hat-trick I've ever seen, given how poor Jackson was again. He played poorly on the night, Jackson. He missed chances early on. He missed chances when they were playing against nine men. And he eventually scored what what uh, amounted to three open goals late in the game. That That's my point. But do, does it matter anyway? Does it matter? Will he go into this game against City with confidence on the back of that? It probably doesn't matter. He's got the goals. I would hope he goes into. I would hope he goes in with with, with confidence because that's the, they're the. Do you know what they're the type of um, games and moments for a player the fans latch onto, um, and he'll always be he'll always be a cult hero. Do you remember the night Nicholas Jackson scored a hat trick away at Tottenham? They love yeah. him for that, the Chelsea fans. So I think that's something they. Um, I hope gives him a lift going into what's a huge game, but. Uh, when you said it was the worst hat trick of all time, you, I think you were sat next to me. Do you remember um, the Couch one against um, Manchester United? 
nobody nobody remembered the day Cout scored a hat-trick because there was three assists from Suarez that everybody thought there was Suarez had scored the hat-trick. How can there be a bad Liverpool hat-trick against Manchester United? How can that possibly be? Why, why are you picking on me words? I didn't say bad. I said, do you remember? Oh, the answer is no. I don't tend to remember much of what happened last week, never mind eight years ago. Well, no, that, that, I was just going to say that that's the only hat-trick that I could compare Jackson's one to because yeah. um, they were all basically tap-ins from on the goal line. Now, I tell you who was deeply impressive on Monday night, um, Cole Palmer. Mm. Um, I always think a mark of a, of a really, really top player is how they play when their team is under the cosh. The first 20 minutes of that game on Monday night, Chelsea couldn't get the ball. Um, Tottenham were 1-0 up early. We're almost 2-0 up. They had a goal rule off, ruled out for, for offside. The first of about 74 VAR calls that night. During that spell, while Chelsea were being swamped, the one player who was able to take the ball, control the ball, turn with the ball, make a pass, draw a foul, draw a foul release pressure, was Cole Palmer. He has only played, I'm just checking my notes, eight, well, he's only made eight Premier League starts between Chelsea and Manchester City. I think he should be chosen for England before long. And that's a crazy thing to say, but he looks to me like the type of player who should be fast-tracked by Gareth Southgate. I, I I, have been that impressed with him. You say many crazy things, but that's not one of them. You think? He's, he's, no, he's, I, think he's, I think he's a fabulous player. Um, 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 when you were away on holiday, Chris and I were, were talking about it on, on the show and Chris was trying to say that I was I was saying that Pep Guardiola doesn't know what he's doing. Um I was amazed that, that Man City cashed in on him. I, I, I don't understand why uh, a local kid with that ability, uh, who loves the club, who had who had showed up prominently in the European Super Cup win, who'd had a brilliant summer with England's under-21s, why you would cash in. I, I, I don't understand that because he's got all the, the qualities and attributes that... Um, the Pep Guardiola should work with and could enhance. He only has to look at Phil Foden as a, a, as a couple of years older for, for the work that could be done. And to, I think that's a, I think that is a signing that will come back and haunt Manchester City. He will relish playing against his, his his old club on Sunday. And the thing, the highest compliment I can give him, I think at the moment, is that he already looks the best player in that in that Chelsea team, which is saying something. Now, um, we always try and get through these shows without talking about Manchester United, but it's really hard. Going to do it very, very quickly. Chris um, uh, called Eric Ten Hag, Eric 10 games um, a week or so ago. <laughs> it was probably one of his few original lines of the season so far. His point being that he thought he had 10 games to prove himself. Well, he's had three of them since then and he's lost two of them. Although I think we would all admit last night's loss in, C- in Copenhagen was was um, not exactly um, a fair one. I think they deserve more out of the game. But they they have to beat Luton. They can't not beat Luton, surely. Surely they'll beat Luton. Surely, surely that's the easiest bet of the weekend. They've got to beat Luton. No, I wouldn't because I've seen uh, the times that I've seen Luton this year. Luton have got out, out of the out of the three teams that have come up. Luton have got the best hope of staying up because they have, um, they know what strengths they can play to, and that's their set pieces, and they they can cause any team in the country problem with their with, with their set pieces. And I'm going to make a point about Manchester United last night. Yes, yes, they they were on the end of some terrible refereeing decisions. But when you see Harry Maguire and Raphael Varane playing passes across their box in the 90th minute, like they were doing, 
then that defeat was brought on themselves. They, they, they should, they should, that, that ball should have been cleared so far out of, out of their half that it, it ended up in one of the stands. I wouldn't be disrespectful to uh, Luton this weekend in terms of causing them problems. I really, really wouldn't. I think you're. I think you're just saying that because Luton almost beat Liverpool last weekend. But um, oh, um, the, the point. The point. You're better than that. I'm not. The point you made about them playing across the back there is absolutely an absolutely um, opposite one. Um, it, I still struggle to understand why Manchester United bought a ball-playing goalkeeper when they haven't got personnel across the back four who can use who can use the ball. If you have a ball-playing goalkeeper, you have to have top-class ball-playing defenders, and I don't think Manchester United have got them, and I think that has continued to cause them a problem. Although I do I do think they were, they were unlucky last night, and I do think they'll beat Luton, and I do think they'll beat Luton by a few goals. I just, I mean, there's a pattern with Manchester United, and, and it tends to happen that they struggle, they struggle, they struggle, and then all of a sudden they kind of find a performance and blow somebody away, and then they go back to struggling again. I think Saturday could be the explosion. I can I can see that you want to you want to disagree, but but I want I want to move and I want to move north of the border. I want to go to Celtic Celtic Aberdeen and a manager at Celtic, Brendan Rodgers, who you know very very well from his time on Merseyside. I said when he went back to Celtic that he'd made that he'd made a mistake that he couldn't do what he wanted to do last time, which was to do well in Europe, and all he could possibly do was repeat what he did last time, which was dominate domestically. And my view is, what's the point of that? I'm sorry, mate, but but it's but it's playing out. It's playing out. The Champions League is is a disaster already for Celtic. Why is Brendan up there? What can he achieve that he hasn't achieved before? What's the point of it? Well, there, there had to be there had to be a point in, in this uh, this show where we agreed on on something, and I, I can I can see where you where you're coming from on this. Um, it's it's never as good second time around. It, it really isn't. It, it just whether it's a player going back, whether it's a manager going back, it, it never it never follows the same the same same story. Um, they haven't invested well this summer, Celtic. Um, they, they've uh, and the, the results as well. I mean, the the, the hidings that they're getting. I mean, it's it it must be quite sort of soul destroying, really, in in terms of. I was thinking about this the other night when 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 it was going four five six nil. It's almost like the joy. There's no joy to be had in even winning the league anymore because you expect to win the league. So we, we, we win the league and then it boils down to a couple of qualification games to get into the Champions League, and then they get shellackings everywhere. And it's it, it, it's happened under every manager probably for the last since 10 years well when did they beat um, was it about 10 11 years ago that they beat um, Barcelona under Neil Lennon well the, the, their record away from home in the Champions League Celtic's record away from home 38 38 games away from home 95 goals conceded one clean sheet in all of those 38 games away from home they haven't won at all in the group stage of the Champions League since 2017 i said to chris on a show a couple of weeks ago that Scottish football is um, being weighed down by its lack of financial power. I described it as a uh, landscape of poverty and mediocrity. And Chris almost did his nut. He was so offended by that. But I stand by it. I look up there and I just see, I just see 
I just see apart from the apart from the the, lo, the local rivalries and the, and the joy of watching your team, which is which should never be underestimated wherever you watch your football and whoever your team is. From a wider perspective, I just see I just see a, a, I just see a wilderness in the north, at the north of the border. I see a wilderness in terms of talent and and the ability to compete beyond that. It's a wilderness. Clips keep coming up on Twitter. Uh, last week was thirty years. Was it thirty-one years since um, Leeds played Rangers in the? It was the Battle of Britain, and I remember how how huge that was at the time. And Le- uh, Rangers came to Ellen Road, and absolutely battered them. And the, the, there was a goal. At Mark Hately's Mark Hately scored one, and then set the other up for, for Ali McCoyston. Rangers could have actually had, had a chance of winning the, the the Champions League that year. They got they, they were a brilliant team. And then Celtic were in the, the, the UEFA Cup in final in 2003. Even Rangers, Rangers were in the Europe, UEFA Cup in 2008. But since then, it's just, it's, you're right. It's, you'd almost think they'd be better in the conference league to get to have, to have, um, a chance of actually going, going far and achieving something. I will, I, I will, I will let you one day to, um, suggest to Chris Sutton that. Uh, Scottish football's places in the Champions League be taken away from them and instead replaced by places in the Europa Conference League. And uh, mate, I think we will we will leave it there. I th- would say that your role as a substitute today would, in, if I was doing the match ratings, I'd give you a solid eight and a half out of ten. That's certainly more than Sutton's ever achieved. Um, well, that's very kind of you. Thank you very much. Um, and if he doesn't sort his Wi-Fi out. Um, which I'm not that optimistic about. We might be seeing you back on this show uh, sooner than we think. Thanks, mate. Thanks for thanks for talking to me. You've been a pleasure and a joy and an education. As always, I'll speak to you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.